Second Chronicles 7, verses 12 to 22. So um, the topic tonight is about seeking the face of God. And we will see here in these verses, this passage, several promises that God had um, mentioned to his people. And this also applies to all of us, uh, the modern day church. Okay, so let's talk about first uh, seeking God's face. Um, when we are experiencing some challenges or issues in our life, uh, usually what we do is that we seek help, right? And that's normal. We, seeking help is normal. And the problem is that when we seek help, we tend to seek it from other people, especially trusted friends and counselors. There's nothing wrong going to those people, especially those are are um, important con confidants. But the problem is when we forget to seek the Lord, right? When we are so concerned about seeking out other people, we tend to forget seeking the Lord first. So the Lord God should not be the last resort when we are experiencing some trial. So we need to go to Him first before we go to other people. Okay? So our main point here is uh, I have defined seeking God's face and seeking God's face means to follow after Him and His way when we face a decision or a problem, okay? So that's what it means by seeking the face of God, following His way and His plan for all of us, especially when we face a decision or a problem, okay? So let's go to the first uh, section here. This is called the benefits of seeking God's face. So here in verses 12 to 18, we see, let's do, take a look at the benefits when we seek the face of God. So usually, um, what it means by seeking God's face is that we pray, right? We commit ourselves into prayer. We connect with Him. We communicate with Him. So let's take a look at verse 12. Okay? And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. So the very first thing that we gain as a benefit when we seek the face of God is that the Lord hears our prayer. Okay? And that's very important because uh, if God will not hear our prayer, then there will be no answer. There's, there will be no remedy to our problems. Uh, it doesn't mean that God cannot hear anything. Remember, God can hear everything. But there are times that He would not hear our prayers because perhaps there is sin in our life. Perhaps it's not the right timing or perhaps uh, we have something that uh, obstructing our relationship with Him, right? It could be, it may not be sin, but it could be probably uh, some other people that we are seeking uh, first rather than Him. Okay? But here in this instance, in verse 12, we see that Solomon was um, uh, told by God to that the, the, the prayer of Solomon was heard by, by, by God himself. And take note here, this is uh, at least the second time that the Lord appeared to Solomon. Because the first time that he appeared to Solomon was in uh, the time when he became king. Okay, when remember that one when Solomon asked God for wisdom to govern his people, the people of Israel. And aside from that, God remember God gave him wisdom as well as riches, okay, and honor also among many people. 
So hearing the prayer, our prayer is very important. That's one benefit of seeking God's face. Then in verse 13 to 14, it's not only that the Lord will hear our prayer, but also the Lord will present His remedy. He lays down to us His remedy or solution to the problem. Okay, So in verse 13, If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, so what would be the reasons why would God uh, stop the rain? Or why would he command the locust to devour the plantation or send pestilence among his people when there is idolatry? And you know that happened, right? That happened, especially uh, during the time of Elijah. Okay? There, there's no rain for several years there because um, King Ahab was idolatrous and also the, the whole nation of Israel. And the locust... Uh, devoured the land also during the time of the prophet Joel. Okay? If you read the prophet Joel, you will see there that the main judgment of God towards his chosen people because of their idolatry is the devastation caused by locust. Okay? And then pestilence among my people. Because pestilence would be disease, okay? infections. And again, all these things that are brought about by God are consequences of their idolatry. Okay? So what would be the remedy? So we see that in verse 14. And this is one of the great prayers that God um, told His people. Okay, Verse 14, If my people, okay, talking about um, the nation of Israel, also that includes us, the modern day church, we are called, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. So the first step in that solution is to humble ourselves. Uh, during the time of the Old Testament, of course, they show their humility by uh, putting on sackcloth and then grieving, okay, and then putting on ashes, okay, and then sitting on those ashes for for several days. That's how they show their humility. But of course, uh, in our case, humility means we don't um, boast of ourselves. We don't boast of what we can do or any our, any of our abilities. But we glory in the Lord because He's the only one who can help us uh, in times of crisis. Okay? So after humbling ourselves, and that's very important because before you do anything else, humility is so important. Okay? Because as, as, as we all know, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So if there's no humility in us, then there will be no grace. Otherwise, God will oppose us because of our Pride. Okay, so the next step to humility is to pray. Okay, so the word pray here means to appeal, okay, to mediate, okay, to act as an intercessor. So the word pray here um, contains a lot of things. It's not only appealing to the Lord God's heart, but also mediating or interceding for everybody, okay, in our congregation and also in our nation. So humility first, be hum humble yourselves and then pray. And then thirdly, seek my face. So again, seeking my face is like what I've said a while ago. It means following God's way. Okay? Whatever God has dictated to each one of us in His Word should be followed okay? regarding His plan and purpose for us. Okay? And then after humbling ourselves, praying and seeking His face, 
we need to turn from our wicked ways. So it's not enough that we do the three things, humble, pray, and seek, but also we need to turn from our wicked ways. And this is what we call repentance because it will not be complete. Our seeking God's face will not be complete when we do not repent of our sins. Of course, whenever we um, go to the Lord God and connect with Him, there will always be sin in our life because we are all sinners. That's why it's very important, especially as we go to prayer time later on, uh, we need to uh, turn from our wicked ways. We need to repent of any sin that we have committed for this past past week or past few days. And then God promises the following, okay? When you humble yourselves, you pray, you seek, and turn from your wicked ways, what will happen? Then I will hear from heaven. Okay? So it's going to um, answer our prayers. There will our, our prayers will not be walled off from God. And then He will forgive our sin and will heal our land. Uh, this very um, applicable to the nation of Israel because during that time they know that the consequence of their sin will always be um, expressed through their uh, problems in farming. Okay, so there will be no rain, there will be pestilence, there will be low cost, and of course, remember that the nation of Israel's uh, main occupation is farming. So if they don't have produce coming from the farming, then their livelihood will be severely affected. Uh, but in our case, of course, it may not be farming, but God will uh, influence uh, our daily life. Okay, Perhaps our occupation, our, our health, and our family, our relationships, and everything else, right? That will, be, that will be affected if we are not forgiven of our sins. So God will do these things. He will hear, He will forgive, and he will heal their land. And very important uh, nowadays, especially the healing of the land, right? The healing of the land, the healing of God's people is very important because right now, especially as you have uh, heard, um, especially the, for, uh, the young people, they are severely affected by this uh, pandemic and the consequences of these lockdowns. And many of them are suffering mental health problems. Uh, so everybody needs some kind of healing, not only physical and mental, but especially spiritual healing. Because there's so much wickedness in the world right now. You can never um, understand why this wickedness is so worse right now compared to many, many years ago. And we know that we cannot be surprised, even God cannot be, will not be surprised because everything that's happening right now is in the Word of God. But nevertheless, when we seek the face of God, He will present this remedy. And the remedy for all of us is to pray. Okay, That's, that's the essence of verse 14. Then lastly, in verse 15, 18, the Lord will not only hear and present His remedy, but He will also bless His people. Okay, In what way? So verse 15 says, Now mine eyes shall be open, and mine ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. So during the time of King Solomon and the nation of Israel, of course, the temple is their den of prayer, okay, the place of prayer. But of course, right now, because we have access to the throne of God through Jesus Christ, we can pray anywhere. But the important thing here in verse 15 is that 
when we are in a right relationship with God, when we are seeking His face, then His eyes and ears are open to each one of us. We, uh, we understand that this um, um, uh, anthropomorphic language, which means God does not have eyes or ears because He is a spirit, but He is just identifying with any one of us so that we can understand that He can see us and that He can hear us, especially when we pray. So, Seeking God's face is very important because He blesses us. Now in verse 16, For now have I chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. So again, in our case, there's no more temple, there's, but we have the building that we are worshiping the Lord um, in. So that's what the Lord is blessing also. And we are in, the, in, our, in our building worshiping the Lord and seeking His face through worship songs, through listening to the message and prayer, prayer time, then we know that God is truly um, attending unto our prayers. Then verse 17, As for thee, if thou wilt walk. So in verse 17 and 18, we see here that the Lord will not only bless His people or the nation, but He also blesses the leader. Okay? As for thee, if thou wilt walk before me, as David thy father walked, and do according to all that I have commanded thee, and shalt observe my statutes and my judgments. Okay? So now here, the Lord God is connecting with Solomon himself, personally. Okay? So he's telling um, King Solomon, if you're going to obey me, okay, that's the essence of uh, verse 17, if you're going to obey me and walk in my way, in my direction, just like, your father David. So what will happen? Verse 18. Then will I establish the throne of thy kingdom according as I have covenanted with David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man to be ruler in Israel. So his kingdom will be a forever and everlasting kingdom if he obeys the commandments of God. So the same with all of us, right? Uh, obedience is so important. Of course, obedience is not... Um, the reason why we are saved, it's because of Jesus Christ, His grace and mercy towards us. But the moment that we are saved, we are commanded to obey God and His direction in our life. Uh, that, so that includes all the laws written in the Word of God. So the benefits are the Lord will hear us, the Lord will present His remedy, and the Lord will bless us, His people, and also His leaders. And now, in verse 19 to 23, we see the contrast, eh? the opposite. What would happen if we do not seek God's face, especially in times of problem? Okay, so the consequences of not seeking the face of God. So in verse 19, but if ye turn away, okay, you, if you turn away, that means falling away. And in the New Testament, that's what we call... Um, straying away from God, just like the prodigal son who left his father. And forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I have set before you, and shall go and serve other gods and worship them. So that's how we fall away. That's how uh, the people of Israel fell away from God, when they serve other gods, when they go, went to idolatry. So the same with all of us. When we are... Um, worshiping idols in our life, then we are not seeking the face of God. And that will be the consequence. If we are not 
um, disciplining ourselves to always seek the Lord in any situation of our life, then we will seek other gods, so-called gods, and that will be the falling away of God's people. Now in verses 20 to 22, there will be distraction. Okay? So it's not only the falling away, but also distraction. Then will I pluck them by the roots out of my land which I have given them, and this house which I have sanctified for my name will I cast out of my sight, and will make it to be a proverb and a byword among all nations. And this happened. Okay? Remember, this happened to Israel because for several centuries they remained and they stayed on their idolatrous practices. And because of that, God meant them to be a proverb. That means they become an insult. Okay, yeah, People insulted them, people mocked them, and actually um, foreigners, people who are outside Israel were saying, oh, we thought that Israel's God was the God of the Old Testament. We thought that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Moses, okay, and Jacob, and all those biblical characters is the God of Israel. How come they are suffering this kind of captivity in Babylon and also in other nations? So they will become a byword among nations. And that could happen to all of us. We may not be destroyed physically, but if we are not seeking the face of God, other people, unbelievers especially, will say, how come this so-called Richmond Bible Baptist Church believers or Christians, they are not experiencing the blessings of God? Why are they experiencing so much trouble? Are they not seeking the face of God? So that could happen to any church nowadays if we are not seeking the face of God. And then verse 21, This house which is high shall be an astonishment to everyone that passeth by it, so that he shall say, Why has the Lord done this, done thus unto this land and unto this house? And it shall be answered, because they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, and laid hold on other gods, and worshipped them, and served them. Therefore hath he brought all this evil upon them. And take note, the ones saying this verses 21-22 are unbelievers, those who do not believe in God. They understood that the nation of Israel should be worshipping the one and only true living God. But how come they are not doing that? Instead, they prostituted themselves to other idols, to the false gods. And that's really a big embarrassment and a shame, a sign of disgrace of God's people. And that could happen to us also, to any church. That's why we need to always be repenting of our sins and to be throwing away all the idols in our life. Because otherwise... If we are not seeking the face of God, we will suffer all these consequences that the people of Israel had suffered back in the Old Testament. So what are some practical things that uh, I would like us to remember? Okay, So I'll give you at least six things here. First, our prayer should be that God makes His presence known in our place of worship. So when we worship on Sundays or even Wednesday night or whenever we gather together uh, as a corporate um, body of believers, we should always center our worship in God Himself. And that's why we need to be very careful uh, not, not only with the message that, that we preach, but also with the music or the songs that we choose every Sunday. Uh, 
the songs that we choose should always be about God, about Jesus Christ, about salvation, and everything about them, not about us, not about any other people in this world, but it's all about Jesus Christ. Because that's the purpose why we worship. We worship our Lord Jesus Christ. And prayer, remember, is also part of our worship. And that's why um, I've talked to the deacons already um, last Sunday, and we're going to revive our prayer time, um, our first uh, prayer time, a monthly prayer time in the church after the Lord's Supper. And so starting February, the first week of our Lord, um, of the first Sunday of the week of the of February, and for the rest of the year, every uh, every first Sunday, we're going to have our prayer time right after the Lord's Supper. Because I believe that's one thing that we are um, not um, um, doing as a, as a habit, as a discipline, uh, especially inside the church building. So prayer is very important. Secondly, God warns us of His judgment for disobedience. So time and time again, all in, in the Old Testament and even the New Testament, the Bible has told us okay, that there's always judgment for disobedience. Not our judgment, of course, as as believers will not be to be condemned into hell. Okay, our judgment will be different. It could be a physical judgment, or it could be a spiritual judgment also, that we will suffer uh, the guilt of our sins, just like the people of Israel. But nevertheless, God says, if you disobey, there will be no blessings. He's going to withdraw or withhold the blessings that. He wants to give us when we are disobedient. So after we become believers, we need to understand that we need to be obedient, obedient children of our Heavenly Father. Number three, when we sincerely seek the Lord in prayer and repentance, we can receive His forgiveness and as well His healing. So I talked about this a while ago. That's very important. Uh, prayer and repentance are very essential um, elements of our coming to the Lord. Um, just like I've, uh, it says in verse 14 of chapter 7, it, we need to humble ourselves, right? We need to humble ourselves and then pray and then seek His face and turn from our wicked way. So that's prayer and repentance. And as a consequence, we will receive the forgiveness and the healing of God. Sometimes uh, our Physical illnesses, I'm not saying all the time, but sometimes our physical illnesses are brought about, uh, not necessarily, but sometimes by sin in our life. And you can you can understand that that happens sometimes, although not all the time, right? So that's why when we are experiencing some physical illnesses also, we need to ask the Lord also, uh, did I commit any sin against you, Lord? And that's why I'm experiencing this challenge in my life and I believe that if we are essentially and um, connecting to the Lord and you're sincerely um, seeking his face he will reveal that to you and and that happens okay when we are um, sinning against the Lord or disobeying perhaps his will and direction uh, in our life the number four when we repent, God sees and hears the needs and cries of His people. Okay, so again, repentance is so important. Okay, so it's not just about turning from our wicked ways, but making 
um, a resolution, a determination in our heart that we will not do that same sin again by the grace and mercy of our God. And when we do that, He promised to, cease, to see and hear our needs and our cries. Okay, and then second to the last, believers are the temple of God. Remember, we don't have the temple anymore, but we believers, especially corporately, are the temple of God. Okay, it says there in First uh, Corinthians three sixteen seventeen that ye are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It says ye, ye means it's not only one person, but all of us collectively are the temple of God, and because we are the temple of God, He is present in us continually. Okay, so that's very important to remember. Then lastly, again, um, we cannot um, emphasize this too much because this is very important. This is a very important principle. If we are obedient to the Word of God, there will be blessings. But if we are disobedient, we can expect some kind of disaster in our life. So it, it may be dif different disaster for every person, but it's God who will determine what kind of disaster. And remember, that kind of disaster that God will, that will inflict on us when we are disobedient are not meant for us to turn away from Him. Those disaster, disasters are meant to turn us towards Him rather than away from Him. So again, God is so gracious and merciful and He is loving to all of us that even though we are disobedient, He's using disasters in our life so that we will turn towards Him so that He can express His love and at the same time, His discipline toward us as His people. Okay? So, that's the 